1: Learn more at marines.com. Hey, everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, welcome back to Purple Daily, Matthew Collar and Brian Murphy. We welcome to the show from Pro Football Focus, our buddy George Jahuri. What's going on, George? What's happening, guys? Live from the Cincinnati Y, uh, George <laughs> Um, So, uh, it, George, this NFC race, man, I want to start there. It, it's been super fun to watch. And uh, two weeks ago or so, we are like, oh, Vikings are in pretty much. You know, it's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, Los Angeles emerges. Like, with the rays of the California sun behind them, they are in the race all of a sudden. What are we to think about the Vikings trying to hold off the newly emerging Los Angeles Rams?
0: Well, uh, the newly emerging Los Angeles Rams, I think, are a little bit fraudulent. They've beaten some teams that are not particularly great, which has kind of been their M.O. this season, right? They've beaten the bad teams and gotten whipped by you know any of the good teams. So um, I, I'm not overly concerned about the Rams, Um, they have the Cowboys this week, which I think is a very winnable game. So, you know, if they do win that game on the road, um, then it is a little bit more concerning, uh, but the Vikings are in the driver's seat, obviously, um, and have a Chargers team that is certainly, if you had the choice of playing in Los Angeles against the Chargers or in Dallas against the Cowboys, you probably would prefer the Chargers.
2: Uh, George, staying a little bit here in the NFC North uh, in a matchup I don't think anybody really cared about a couple of weeks ago, a little more intriguing now, uh, Chicago visiting Lambeau Field and Green Bay, which, as you mentioned, with the Vikings being in the driver's seat for a playoff spot, the Packers are still in the driver's seat for the NFC North title. That said, uh, Mitch Trubisky has sort of gotten off the autopsy table and showed himself to be somewhat productive here. What do you look at in this game? Because people in this market are going to be following hoping for a Bears upset that maybe isn't as unlikely as it was, say, three weeks ago?
0: You know, I don't think it's un- – is. yeah, you're certainly right. It's not as unlikely as it was three weeks ago. But I think the real reason that it's not that unlikely of an upset has more to do with the Packers not being nearly as good of a team as their record indicates. The their offense has really not gotten any better with uh, Matt LaFleur there. And so the reason that I think this could be an upset is that it's probably a low-scoring game. And uh, Mitch Trubisky has certainly played better because there was nowhere else to go but better. And so even though it's a small sample size, you figure, look, you won't be totally abysmal, which gives you a chance to beat uh, a Green Bay team that probably shouldn't scare you as much offensively as the names on the back of their quarterback's jersey might. So... Um, you know, right now it's like, uh, you know, four and a half point spread for Green Bay, which I think shows that, you know, the public, as usual, likes, um, you know, gives a little bit of extra juice to the Packers. Um, but, man, uh, you know, Chicago is getting a Akeem Hicks back. Um, they, they have had a fairly solid and talented defense for quite some time. Um, I think they've got a legit shot to keep this one close and win it at the end.
1: So, George, it's really fascinating to me that the Vikings could end up out of the playoffs or they could end up with a home playoff game. And uh, yeah. the, the the way that I've been saying it, though, tell me if you agree with this, is of all the teams in the NFC, it's in terms of trying to line it up the way you want it, if you're the Vikings, you would say, take the Packers here or there. Because I, I'm with you, I just don't think that they're a really great team. I don't see the same Aaron Rodgers that used to be there. I certainly don't see a whole heck of a lot of weapons that he has, aside from Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And a defense that started out kind of hot, but has really faded. They've got some game records, but aside from that, they're just okay. And the fact that they beat Washington by, what, like five points last week... They're 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 just not a, a really impressive team, and and with the Vikings, if they could just take care of the business they're supposed to take care of, they could possibly end up with a home playoff game against Green Bay, and that would be to me the ideal situation going into the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. So you look at the the NFC, and unless you can find a way to play the NFC least uh, <laughs> winner at home, I'll
1: give you I'll give you a courtesy uh, laugh on that one. Oh, I get. Like thank you.
0: I've been. I've been using that for a couple of seasons now, and it's finally starting to catch on. <laughs> um, the you know that's the optimal awesome like look. If I have to play, you know, in Wildcard Weekend, please God send me to Dallas or Philadelphia or you know whoever they decide should win that division. Um, but the Packers are the team that you know. You look at the teams with double digit wins. You've got the Niners and the Saints who. In according to our power rating and just, I think, the eye test, you watch that game, game of the year so far, Saints-Niners, they're in a tier of their own um, in the NFC. And then you look at the other two 10-win teams or double-digit win teams, you've got the Packers and the Seahawks. The Packers and Seahawks are both fraudulently at 10 wins, but the Seahawks have the better quarterback. And so if you're in the playoffs and you're like, okay, which team do I want to play? Uh, you want the team that has got, you know, that has kind of got there by hook or by crook, but still their quarterback is playing kind of mediocrely. If you have to face Russell Wilson in a close game, he, he's just been so good this season. He's the MVP of the NFL, uh, this season. I know it's unpopular because Lamar Jackson has been so great, but he has played the best at the quarterback position this season. Um, so it's certainly the Packers, uh, of that group that you want to play. I, I you're dead on with that.
2: Uh, George, you picked up where I was going to ask you about the MVP race a bit here. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is the breakout star. Uh, he's got a lot of eyes on him. He's doing a lot of different things. Well, not different things, but he's doing things that have been popular in the NFL in recent years, and he's doing them at a at a really high level right now. But Russell Wilson is also a leader. Russell Wilson has also got some credentials. Uh, and I guess who's more responsible for their team's success right now? Do you think Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson?
0: Well, it, there is the kind of argument of, um, well, Lamar Jackson has changed the culture in Baltimore and, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm not going to try and argue against that. I'm just going to argue for what they've done on the field and using you know, all of the things that we've learned mathematically, who has contributed more to their team winning. And when you do that, it is Russell Wilson. And it's not that close. And here's why. What Russell Wilson is asked to do is take a team that is average to below average, basically everywhere else, particularly on the offensive line, and he is asked to play from behind. He has, he has been uh, he has taken more than twice as many snaps uh, when losing compared to Lamar Jackson, and yet propel this team to a ten and three record. And when he does so, he does so by throwing the ball. And when you throw the ball, that is mostly on the quarterback so the quarterback picks up the win shares for those plays lamar jackson on the other hand while he's been phenomenal has a scheme and a set of players an offensive line for one that is the best in the nfl that are helping create an environment in which he can be awesome and he has been awesome but when you run the ball it simply depends on more of the ancillary pieces the run blocking the scheme the play call the situation all of those things. So while Lamar Jackson has been my favorite player this season, the one that I most enjoy rooting for and watching, uh, Russell Wilson has been the more valuable one.
1: Talking about George Shahuri of Pro Football Focus, and uh we saw some of that in Seattle with Russell Wilson where everything went wrong against the Vikings. They find a way to pull it out, including him batting a pass to the other team, which I can't remember ever seeing anything quite like that, Um, but the the, the rare mistake from Russell Wilson. Uh Something that has been really interesting to me, George, and I want to get your statistical uh, perspective on this. So last year... Stefan Diggs is averaging like 10 yards a catch, which is just, you know, about where most tight ends are. And this year he's one of the top in the entire league in yards per catch and catches 70% of his passes, which is just bananas. I mean, even guys like Julio Jones are usually in the 60% range. Uh, what, I guess, what does that say about receivers and circumstances? And I guess him as well for the value that he brings to the Vikings.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting because he is graded similarly to how he did last year. And a big reason for that is that he's actually had more drops and fumbles this year uh, than he did last year. And those uh, kill you. I mean, those are bad plays, right? Mm -hmm. But he's got a ton more splash plays. And you bring up circumstance, and that is so massive, right? And here's what I point to for the Vikings. The resurgence of the Vikings' offense and Kirk Cousins has been because they have run a lot of play action. And what play action does is it gives you more time, And regardless of how good your offensive line is. In fact, if you have a bad offensive line, you should still run a ton of play action because it gives you more time, and you should just realize you probably need to run shorter routes because your offensive line is bad. But I digress. For the Vikings, it allows Stephon Diggs to get downfield and for Kirk Cousins to wait for him to get downfield. And so that's why on those play-action passes, Devon Diggs is just eating opposing cornerbacks and defensive uh, backs alive. His average depth of target on play-action plays is 22 yards downfield. He's, he's got 406 yards uh, receiving on those plays, just fifth in the NFL. Um, and so I think that the just overall scheme for the Vikings has really helped him quite a bit. Uh, and obviously Kirk Cousins finding a little bit of mojo after that start uh, is huge, but uh, the receiver needs a quarterback that is going to deliver the ball to make plays and needs a scheme that's going to allow the quarterback to do so, and so that's why the results are much better on, you know, most of the time. The drops and the fumbles are one thing, but most of the time, Stephon Diggs has had a lot of success, and that's the reason why, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, I I think it's just been a perfect fit with this scheme and both Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs. And, George, I was thinking a lot about Stephon Diggs as a fifth-round draft pick the other day, and looking back at the 2015 draft and how many receivers were taken that were just really stupid fast. Like, look at this guy's 40, oh my God. And then, you know, bust, of course, a couple years later. I, I wonder how you guys... Look at wide receivers when they're coming out in the draft, because I don't know how it compares to other positions, but it seems like it's the one where you go, huh, that guy wasn't the fastest. That guy didn't have the best combine results or something, but yet look at his route running. Look at his contested catches. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that when you're trying to figure out which receivers, um, sh- should be on the field and how to use them best and, and which ones are going to come out in the draft to be successful?
0: Yeah, it's a great question we get really enamored with the combine why because guys are wearing tight and they're running fast and super
1: fun super fun I'll, I'll never apologize answer. for it
0: yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's a blast to go to it's a you know it's a cool event we're starving for football when it happens but uh, in our college to pro uh, projection system we leverage all the things and combine is a very small piece of the whole thing look if you're athletic it's going to show up on the field, right? And if you're athletic and can play football, then you'll be productive on the field. And so there is, there is certainly a component of it, which is like, hey, if you're not athletic at all and you've been playing bad competition, then, then we're not going to like you a ton because we're going to normalize for all those things mathematically. Mm-hmm. But what we want to see are above all and anything else is guys that can perform and produce on the field at the college level in, in, in situations and in schemes that they're going to see at the NFL level. And what Stefan Diggs brought to the table was this incredible route running ability, right? And so you see a lot of guys in college who can succeed just kind of going downfield, you know, in a straight line. And what Stefan Diggs had is the, you know, I always thought he reminded me a ton of Antonio Brown. Their route running is just so precise. Antonio yeah. Brown, I believe, was he a fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, something like that? Fifth, yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you can find those guys, and, and oftentimes you'll find them in systems that, um, you know, don't get a lot of national attention or are poor offenses overall for, you know, myriad other reasons. Um, so, you know, there's, it's obviously the draft is hit or miss, but you can increase your chances of hitting by just not overweighing things that don't matter that much, and the combine is one of them.
2: George, I wanted to uh, pivot to the defending world champions. Now, putting aside all of the the latest off field, uh, you know, kerfuffle and and stuff that we yeah. already uh, we got into at the top of the hour, they're ten and three, but they 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 don't feel ten and three. They don't look ten and three, and they they certainly don't look intimidating. Uh, opponents don't seem to be scared too much of the Patriots. If I'm a Patriots fan, and I would never be that, uh, but if I am, what what concerns me most at this point?
0: Well, I was just talking about this with a couple guys downstairs. And I think what it is, is that usually when they're struggling, they've got this well butt. And the well butt has always been, "Ah, they've got Gronk and they're not using him right now. And they don't have Gronk, and so they can't use him now and they won't be able to use him later. And last season, the struggles were on the defensive side of the ball. And you said to yourself, well, at least they've got Tom Brady, right? And now the struggles are on the offensive side of the ball. And Tom Brady looks kind of depressed back there. Right? <laughs> and they have, they have gotten rid of the two most athletic guys that they had running routes for them in Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. And right now they've got guys on the outside that just, I mean, I, I, they can't win against anybody. And they, they aren't a, they, they're not smart enough. They don't have such a keen sense of the scheme to win with intelligence, which is what Brady has always been able to rely on, right? He knows so well what he's going to do that he gets rid of the ball as quickly as anyone else delivers it on time and accurately, but you can't do that if guys aren't getting open and Brady's not going to scramble around for three plus seconds and then, you know, take off. So he does rely on that to a certain extent. I agree with you. They don't feel 10 and three. Um, they're lucky because they have such an easy road and this year, they've lost to the teams they're supposed to lose to, which kind of sounds like, oh, well, that's okay. They lost to bad teams last year, but that was the thing. They lost to bad teams last year and you just kind of wrote it off because they did beat, you know, Kansas City in that crazy game in, in New England, right? Um, they, it, they had some wins that gave you encouragement. And I think this year, they just don't have any wins that have given you encouragement. I mean, they've been, they've been hanging in games with trick plays to be perfectly honest. So um, it, it doesn't seem like there is a real reason to be optimistic about uh, their receivers all of a sudden gaining athleticism or learning the scheme perfectly. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think there is reason to be concerned, but not overly concerned given how easy their schedule is and the fact that home field matters, not having to play the first week of the playoffs matters, and Tom Brady is still playing well and they have a defense that can cover. So all of those things Bill Belichick, New England, you know, we shouldn't over exaggerate, but it's okay to say that they are looking a little different, a little saggy. At uh, this point in
1: season, a little saggy. Well, now now that we don't uh, that they don't have the Cincinnati tape, I don't know what they're going to do. So they're they're not going to not going to be able to pull it out uh, this week. George, uh, love listening to the PFF forecast podcast with you and Eric Eager. I implore people to go Thank check you. that out. Uh, and I appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you again soon, man.
0: Always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks, uh,
1: George Shahuri, Follow him on Twitter. I think it's something simple like PFF George. You don't have to try to spell his last name. Declan was struggling with that. There's two H's in it. This is problematic. Um, uh, if you want to Heresy. get to... Uh, yeah, I know. It's just like, who came up with that one? Um, so, uh, 25% off if you want that from PFF, you want to become an elite member. If you want to be elite, you do Murph, you look like you want to, um, just go to PFF.com <laughs> type, type in the promo code radio. And if you're a fantasy football player, uh, person or gambling or just love football, then uh, you can get their premium stats of which I use every day in my writing. So there you have it. Uh, Murph, before I let you go, I want to have a Jersey draft. Jonathan? Yeah. Football music. I'm not speaking yet until I have the football music. (laughs) There we go. All right. Okay. Jersey draft. All right. Jonathan, you're in. Any sport or only football? Just football. Okay. Mm. Here's why because I assigned myself the first pick, and I'm picking the Los Angeles Chargers in the powder blue, number one overall pick. In any jersey draft of football, I will take the Los Angeles Chargers. I hope they wear powder blue on Sunday because it's the freaking best. It's a great logo. The white helmet is amazing. Yes. Chargers have the best jersey in football when they wear powder blue.
2: I was unprepared for this, so now I'm just kind of racking through my brain, going through my childhood almost, like what did I really want to do? And Yes, Jonathan? Can
1: I go with one? I'm gonna sure, t- You go second. Yes. I'm going to take the old school orange Broncos jerseys. Was Ooh, the logo? orange crush! Wow, yes. okay, Go colorful. I love those. At the top just, of the draft, Jonathan, you're not even going to wait for them to drop, huh? I mean, okay, I'm not going to fight you're it. You're catching me out on those are classic on, on an island here, but I'm going with that one. That's the one at the top of my not head here. not the recent one that has no, like no, 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 the no, no. dark blue stripe mm, that goes up no. the nipple. No, I want the old school I don't one don't like one with that. the orange with crush the, like, one, the old yeah. like B logo and the Bronco coming out of it. The D logo, it. D logo, yeah, okay, that's
2: in Denver. Yeah. Go
1: ahead, Murph, Broncos. Uh, yeah.
2: I I got to go with the Steelers. They were my team growing up. You know the black and the gold, and I and I. What I love most about it is that I think they still do this. Maybe they don't, but I think they're the only team with just the one the logo yes. on one side, correct? correct. Yep. And I like that because that says. All you need is one logo. We're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're gonna leave the other side blank yep. to hell with everybody if you're not on the right side and can't figure out who we are. <laughs> and even the logo of itself, it's got it's got union history, it's the yes. United Steelworkers history to it. Um they haven't they haven't messed around much. I mean every team's got that old school original, you know, out of the thirties jersey that mm-hmm. they have marketed. But otherwise. Yeah, the bumblebees. They've, they've left it alone pretty much, and uh, you know, they've obviously gone on to win some more Super Bowls, uh Looking damn good in those. I will pick the
1: Oakland Raiders, and Mm. uh, I will always think of them as the Oakland Raiders, just like I will always think of the Chargers as the San Diego Chargers. Never the L.A. Raiders. If if they change anything when they move to Vegas about this jersey combination and that logo, it is the perfect logo for what they have been in football history. It is not going to mean as much when they go to Vegas, but right now it is just the best. The people dressing up like complete lunatics in the... You know that terrible stadium that they have there. It's it's just the perfect the Coliseum. Yes, that's not terrible. It's what? a great stadium. Yeah. I mean, it's in horrible shape. Yes, it the is. thing is, like, the bathrooms <laughs> don't even work. And I still got <laughs> so, the
2: baseball field yeah, out there the, too, the, the, yeah.
1: which again, awesome. And I love it. And uh, I think it's just perfect for a bunch of pirates running around out there. So yes, uh, I will go with the Oakland Raiders. So our first, my first pick was Los Angeles. It's my show, so I decided to do this only so I could talk about how great the Chargers are in terms of their jersey. You went with Denver, you went with Pittsburgh, Oakland. Who's next, Jonathan? Uh, I'm going to go kind of along the same route Brian went. 90s Vikings jerseys, either the home or the way. It doesn't matter. They're great jerseys. It is a great logo. Yeah, it's just you got that purple. You got the simple white with like the hoop of the purple and yellow. And that's that's different than now. They're a little more streamlined
2: now, aren't they? It seems like it. Um, but the yeah. horn—the horn brings it all together.
1: They—they mm-hmm. they finally sure. made the helmet match with the jersey <laughs> this year, so all good time. for them on that one. I loved the horn, though. Like I really love, or I—I I, I loved how the horn looked when they were in their whites and the purple jersey. And all it just, white, yes, and it kind of had those stripes and, and stuff. The the old school Vikings logo and jersey is great. Okay. You get one more pick and then I get one more pick cuz
2: again my show. Ah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm struggling here a little bit.
2: I'm going to go I'm going to stay old school and and you know original franchise and go Chicago Bears. Um Chicago Bears home jersey. Um I just I like the um it's the same shape of the numbers that they had from Dick, Dick Butkus and Gale mm. Sarah's era. Uh You like blue with white pants? Mm, I kind of like uh, yes, I do. Yeah. I I don't like the all blue and I don't like I do like the old all-white that they used to wear until the early 80s because the Super Bowl team had the white jerseys and oh, the blue right. pants, yeah. and they still have that. I'm yeah, not a yeah. huge fan of that. But I like the the, the C, too. It's very simplistic. Orange and blue is a good color together. And uh, they're, what, the oldest franchise, aren't they?
1: Sure, I think.
2: Probably. Aren't they? 1920? <laughs> it, Sounds about right. I mean,
1: if you said it at a
2: party, I'd be like, wow, how about that? Um, if I'm, I'm not, ever hanging with you at a party, just put a bullet never mind. I don't even go to parties. <laughs> I know. I, I just watch football tape
1: and bowl games, <laughs> bowl games. Very excited about bowl games. I'll pick the last pick 49ers. Great jersey for yeah. the 49ers. With, when they went the back to when they went back to the old school, which is what they wear now, it's just perfect. It is the perfect sports uniform. So there is your uh impromptu jersey draft and I'm really glad the Chargers exist so they can wear their powder blues.
2: And just a big shout out too to the, the the Cardinals. I don't like that they're in Arizona but I love the bird. The yeah. angry the
1: bird. The bird is great. The bird is awesome. And
2: it's gotten angry over the years too.
1: Murph, speaking of awesome and angry, great to have you in. And uh, thanks
2: for the mic. I appreciate the time.
1: Let's make sure this isn't the last time. I
2: agree. We we will be. I'll find a way back in. You've got
1: sick time now, as you're one of them.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of sick times. So there's nothing like calling in sick and then going on the radio.
1: (laughs) They'll never know. Uh, All right, that's it for the show. We'll uh, catch you later. All right, see you, folks. The South Dakota Stories, Volume Two.
0: I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.